Dad is uh, out sick today, so I'm filling in. So you get what you get. All right. Uh, there's some Bibles. I bought some Bibles. We haven't had uh, actual physical Bibles around here in a while. They all disappeared. So there's some uh, brand new Bibles on the back table. If you want one, you're welcome to take one with you. You're welcome to use it during our time here. Uh, sometimes it's great to just have something to look up another verse. Um, if you get bored with what I'm saying, you can always read the Bible too. So Holy Spirit will, will work in mysterious ways. So uh, those are on the back table there. Um, so Thad began last week uh, helping us to, uh, to start to unpack this deal. We, we talked about this at the member meeting. Um, this is just basically a graphic that helps us to think about some things that are, we feel are, are important to what we're doing, vital to who we are, um, call them core values, call it a mission statement, whatever you want to, but something that will help guide us in uh, making decisions and, and uh, in our actions in, uh, in doing church together. So um, Nick made that for us, and it's a great little tool to remember some stuff, but we started talking about following Jesus as kind of the first component of this. And we said that, you know, all of them are interchangeable as far as there's no first, second, third. They work together, and uh, they influence each other. Um, but we specifically looked at this, this idea of uh, worship in following Jesus. And Thad had some great things to say about that. Um, talked about how we worship God uh, for who He is and for what he's done. And uh, we can't really separate those two. They're both important. They're both vital to our worship of God. Uh, This week, I'd like to get a little bit more personal with it. I'd like to take it a step further into our lives. We we talked last week about a a song that we used to sing called, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, or had that line in it, whatever. Uh, Today, I want us to kind of be called back to our heart in worship what, and to be in touch with uh, what's going on there. So our text is going to be Psalm 96, and we're going to read the verses 1 through 9 uh, from that passage, and then we'll go back and break it down into three sections. So, mosquito. All right. Um, Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name, tell of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him, strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, Ascribe to the Lord glory, do His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. So let's back up and uh, look at how this thing starts. A lot of singing going on in the first part of this scripture. Um, and that's basically what the Psalms are. They're, they're songs. So you could uh, put music to any of them. We don't have the, the original music. That didn't get passed down. Uh, we needed some people today to be able to make some money off of doing that, I guess. But uh, there's some good psalms that are put to music that you can listen to. You can make it up yourself and sing a psalm. Uh, that's what they're written to be. Yes, it's poetry, but it's, it's a song. So 
uh, here it's very clear that he wants us to sing a song. Uh, why do we sing? Why, do, why does God want us to sing? Some of us don't really like singing all this much. We don't have a good voice. Why, why does God want us to sing? Uh, how are we supposed to approach uh, this whole idea of singing? I mean, it's obviously important. We, we uh, designate a big chunk of our time uh, every Sunday to be able to do it together in what we're gathering to do. Each of us could sing on our own. Uh, you can have some powerful worship experiences on your own with a CD or uh, a YouTube video uh, of one of these. Uh, but we're, we're saying this is important when we come together. Uh, why do we sing? Mu- music engages our heart. I mean, there's something about music, uh, whether it's a, uh, a rock concert or uh, a worship time, that your heart can get engaged in music or because of music. And, and God knows this, right? He, he created us this way. He, he's the one that put us together to have these kind of emotional responses uh, when, when music is involved. Uh, we, we know that uh, music physically changes us, right? Uh, it, it can increase or decrease our heart rate. Just music. Nothing that's touching us. Just hearing something can affect our breathing pattern. It can affect our brain waves. It can affect the chemicals that are released in our body. It can calm us down, or it can bring us great energy, right? It it can be something that uh, you can kind of get uh, rid of some of your nervousness before, like like a big game or something, by listening to some, some real chill music. Or you can get really fired up, uh, to, to go out there and you know, hurt somebody uh, by listening to, to some metal, right? Uh, and if you go to the Aggie games, you know, you've got that going on. They want energy, and that, that helps. I remember uh, in, uh, when we were playing basketball, Brad's Christian little gym, and Nick would let me crank up the music, and, and we'd do player introductions. I mean, it was just like, this, this gets your blood pumping, and it's fun, and it makes you want to play. Um, music can do that. How did you feel about worship today? How did you feel about the music that you just heard? I'm not talking about how did the band sound, how did uh, people sing, uh, but um, how did you feel as you sang? How did you feel? What feelings were stirred as we were corporately uh, singing, worshiping together? Just think about that for a second. Did you even, like, have any emotions? Can you even remember, like, being stirred? I mean, when you heard and sang, you are good. Let the king of my heart be the fire in my veins. When the night is holding on to me, God is holding on. He's never going to let me down. You're good. What did that do in you? Was there any emotion stirred? Josh sends out to to the band uh, uh, a list of songs and and has clips from uh, YouTube and different places that have the... uh, that artist's rendition of it, 
And I love listening to that as I'm preparing a sermon. And uh, just this afternoon, listening to that song, I mean, I'm just in, uh, I don't have an office at home, so I just kind of grab any spot that I can to, to be alone. And my mother-in-law is gone right now. Uh, she's coming back tomorrow, so pray for me. Uh, but, no, I love her. Um, but uh, her room's available. She has a, a kind of a suite uh, in our house with a sitting room and then a bedroom. And so go in her TV room and study. And I got the doors closed, and I'm listening to this song. And I'm just weeping this afternoon. Uh, and, and if somebody would have walked in, you know, Nathan walks in, like, Probably what, Dad? What's wrong with you? You know, like that's the way we react to each other in those moments. And some of you right now are even worried, like something going on with Scott. We need to talk, you know, like because that's just not. You don't see me do that very often, probably, or uh, we don't do that all that often. Um, what, what kind of things are stirred in you when you say those words about God to God? Hear them sung over you. What about God? All that you are is so overwhelming. I mean, how do you sing that and just like sit there and have a straight face about it? I mean, it's, it's got to do something in us, right? It's so over. I mean, I delight myself in you. Do you really? I mean, that's not what you look like right now, Scott. I, you I don't look very delighted saying that to me. Do you delight yourself? I mean... You're really, you're captivated by my beauty? That's what captivated looks like? I run into your arms unashamed. And that, what a word for us, right? Unashamed because of mercy. See, when we come together, we're not in our little room, in our little closet anymore. We've got like social norms that we have to go by. And we are ashamed, to, to really let it all go with one another. Why? We're all here for the same reason. It's okay. Prone to wonder? Lord, I feel it. Surely you feel that. Surely you feel that you're prone to wonder. Prone to leave the God I love. Can we just like have a little contest today? And who 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 wandered the most this week, and who left the God they love the most? I mean, uh, we 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 should be able to be in touch with the fact that we do that on a regular basis. Here's my heart, Lord. Take. And seal it. Why? Seal it for thy courts above. Not for me. I'm not holding on to it anymore. I'm giving it to you, Lord. Take it. What about you have no rival? You have no equal. Nothing else matters when you're saying that. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. Does it, does it have the power to move me in any way? The name of Jesus Christ, my King. Are we in touch 
with those kind of words when we sing it. And then, wow, what we just ended on, I surrender. I want to know you more. I'm desperate for you, God. Lord, have your way in me. I mean, that's just, that's all out, like, here I am. Do what you want to do with me. There has to be some emotion involved in in that. Like a mighty storm stir within my soul. I mean, if it's it's calm right now, I mean, we we need you, Holy Spirit, to stir our souls so you can have your way in us. What kind of emotion is involved when you worship the Lord? Whether it's here or on your own. Why is that such a big deal? What's the big deal about emotion, Scott? What, are you going all soft on me? What, what's, what's going on here? Because I believe that Scripture teaches us that for us to truly be followers of Jesus, which is something we said is vital to who we are, that there has to be emotion involved. There, for true worship to take place, our hearts have to be stirred Our feelings have to be engaged. There's got to be some kind of emotional response to God. I believe that Scripture teaches us that, and I want to look at that today. Jesus said uh, in Matthew chapter 15, he was quoting the prophet Isaiah when he said this, and he was talking about hypocrites, and he said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. You can say the right things and sing the right things all day long. But if your heart isn't engaged, it's not really worship. It's true. It's just not worship. It's not what God wants from you. It's not what he requires of us. Our hearts have to be engaged as we follow Jesus, as we worship him. Look at all the the emotional responses in worship that the psalmist speaks about. And so I'm just going to go through a a bunch of psalms here. And I want you to take note of the emotion involved in in these things uh, that he speaks of. So first we've got contrition and brokenness over sin. That that we we feel bad about the, the ways that we've messed up. Uh, Psalm 51, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. And then Psalm 38, I confess my iniquity. I'm sorry for my sin. Are you stirred to uh, brokenness, contrition over your sin? As you, uh, as you have maybe have difficulty worshiping, is it, does it take you back to that place? And you, you say, I've got something to confess. I've got to be honest with God. I need, to, I need to be broken before him before I can really say these things like I need to be saying them right now. What about a longing and a, de- and a desire for more of God? As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then, whom have I in heaven but you? There's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Do you have uh, something in you that just wants more of him? Is, is that, that, that long suffering for things to be made right and, and God to be known and God to be realized more in your life? Is that desire there 
That's, a, that's an emotion that we can be in touch with. What about this one? I will bow down toward your holy temple, Psalm 5, in the fear of you. And then Psalm 33, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Is, is there something uh, that causes us to fear the Lord, to, to think that, wow, he is like so much more powerful than I am, right? And, and he has total control over uh, the, the world and my situation, and I'm in awe of who he is. Uh, the, the, the sheer power moves me to, to some emotion about him. That would be good. That would be right for us. Psalm 103, who forgives all our iniquity, talking about God, who heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good. Is there a deep satisfaction that you feel in worship? When you're thinking about God, when you're focused on him in that way, when you're proclaiming his goodness, when you're saying he is good, are you satisfied down deep in a way that just can't be explained? Do you you feel that? Are you in touch with that? Or is it just up here? That's okay if you'll be honest about where it is, but it needs to move. It needs to move from here to here, and it needs to move us to be worship. Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving. I think we read this one. And his courts with praise. Give, give thanks to him. Bless his name. Is there gratitude that wells up in you as you think about the Lord? You think about who he is and what he's done. Gratitude for the Lord. So thankful, so thankful that God has come through once again. Is there hope? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. And maybe things aren't so great right now, but, but can you like, be in touch with the emotion of hope? Does that move you like, in the midst of the trials? Like to, to, to think about the hope that you have in Christ. I mean, this is what sustains us in the dark days. This is the God is still holding on part of that song. That we have hope even though we're in the night. Even though it doesn't look so good from what we can see, we have hope in the Lord. What a great feeling. And then does all this move us to to joy somehow? Psalm 32, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Can you, I mean, do you want to sing louder? Because it it really is just welling up in you with, with joy. Are you, are you smiling to God when you think about what he's doing in your life, what, he, what he's doing around you what, you, what you know to be true about him? When these things are, there's, there's more, but, but certainly when these things are stirred in our hearts, we're going to come closer to God. We're going to come closer to his heart. And then our worship isn't going to be what Jesus was talking about. It's not going to be lip service anymore or, or just going through the motions. I mean, we can do all kind of things to be different in what we're doing in worship uh, so that it doesn't get routine. But uh, we can still go through the motions no matter what. I mean, you can just sing the songs, pray the prayers, uh, take the communion, 
listen to the sermon and go home and, and not have been involved in worship. Why? Why do we want to miss that, that opportunity? Um, it's our calling. It's, it's who we're made to be. And it's why we've set aside time to be together to do it. Uh, that kind of worship is going to be true. It's going to be real. It's going to be powerful. You're going you're gonna to almost be able to taste it in the room, feel it. Like just the, the, the power of the Lord. And you've been in worship services like this, and, and you may have just had that experience uh, just now. And, and, and I, I say that's what we want. That's what we, we should long for. As we, we, it, I, I'm not trying to say that we're, um, we need to be people that just manufacture that stuff. And if we'll, we'll jump around and holler and do enough crazy stuff, we can call it worship. That, that's not what I'm saying. It's not, that's not, there's no formula for it. Uh, it's got to come from within. It's got to come from our hearts. But when it does, it should come out of us in some way. And it's going to bless God. It's going to, to, to have our heart engaged in worship is going to bless God. Uh, when I preached a couple of weeks ago, the very last sermon uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, um, we talked about uh, hearing and, and doing or hearing and not doing. And um, there was a passage that I referred to in Ezekiel chapter 33. And I hadn't been able to shake the words of that passage. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, I was using it to illustrate how God's people are very familiar with that kind of life, uh, of hearing and not doing. It's kind of the story over and over again. They get these obvious you know, words from the Lord, and yet they don't stick with it. They don't do what he says. Revisit that real quick. My people come to you, Ezekiel writes, as they usually do and sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Their mouths speak of love, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Basically, their hearts aren't in the right place. They're not engaged on what's actually happening or what, what could be happening. Indeed, to them, you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. They sing your words, but they do not put them into practice. There's no movement of emotion involved. Guys, we are blessed. We have an awesome band that leads us in worship every week. And it just keeps getting better and better. And, and there's like no excuse as far as, you know, being distracted by, I mean, they're, they're leading us into the, the, the throne room of God. Uh, we, can, we can just like rest in that. It's, they're, they're going to, to prayerfully, um, you know, put this together in uh, both musically and from their heart in a way that... Uh, gives us every opportunity to connect with the Lord in this corporate time of worship. We need to be super thankful for that, Josh. Seriously, thank you. But because they sound so good, we can just like watch. 
You know, we can just pretend it's a concert. We can't do that and call it worship. I mean, we can say they're worshiping, but we're not worshiping. Doesn't mean you always have to sing to worship. Doesn't mean you can't watch sometimes and still be worshiping. Um, I watch you guys, and I worship more because of it. Uh, we obviously all can't do this, but I mean, it's a great seat back here in the back because when I see you worshiping and, and I know your story, I mean, don't think it doesn't move me. And that's why we do this together. Like, hopefully, you know, yes, to the extent that you need to be alone with the Lord, on your knees, with your eyes closed, I mean, I'm fine with that. But, hey, we're together, so don't be afraid to look around. If you're on the front row, look backwards every once in a while and see what's going on. Maybe everybody else is standing up, and you're not. I mean, maybe like, okay, it'd be great if I stood up too. Um, joined with my brothers and sisters kind of doing the same thing or, or nothing else just to see you know kind of what each other's doing that's that can be inspiring i mean we're, we're singing um i'm overwhelmed and i'm back here and i'm watching Brittany, who i know is overwhelmed with life worshiping the lord and meaning something completely different about that because she's singing to the lord that moves me we need that from each other we need to see. We need not just these people leading worship. We need people over here leading worship. Because when I see that, I think, man, how can I not worship? How can I just sit here with this stupid look on my face and this thought about like what I got to do tomorrow or what this person just said to me that offended me? Or How can I not stop all that and worship the Lord in this moment? That's why we're together to do this. There's power in that. Let it go. Help us out. Some of you are more emotional than others. I get it. I mean, there's, again, I'm back here, so I'm not counting. I'm not writing this stuff down. But, but there's a whole lot more women raising their hands than there are men. Why? Why did, why did the ladies get to connect more with God? emotionally than we do is it pride guys are we too cool for that i mean i I don't know i know some of us would say well you know it's it's scott you're making me mad it's not my personality to do that kind of stuff we need to talk well maybe i I, i've got room for that and i want to hear that but Are you telling me that you don't ever cry? You don't ever laugh out loud? You don't ever clap? You don't ever raise your hands about anything, get excited? In other settings, you know, Ross used to love to throw this at us. Uh, you know, you go to the Aggie game and, and you scream and you, you, you cheer. And then you come here and you just sit on your hands, basically. You know, what? You're the same person. You just did that. Why? Well, because everybody else is doing it. Okay. Well, who's going to be a leader? Um, This is more exciting. This is more of a winning record here, you know, going on. Nobody's going to get fired. (laughs) 
in heaven. He wins, okay? Everything's secure there. Uh, we can be big fans here. It just seems like our emotions are like everywhere else. Like Justin Timberlake can't stop that feeling, but somehow we can. As soon as we walk in here, it's just like, okay. I mean, Josh, you're going to have to do something really crazy to get me to dance. I mean, Evie's back here dancing, and I'm thinking, how quickly... Would somebody like haul me out of here in a straitjacket if I started dancing with Evie over there during worship? Probably Amy would be the first one. Uh, Evie, let's go now. But I mean, we used to have people that did that. I don't know if you remember, but like people that are just naturally stirred to dancing um, back here in the back. Always thought it was kind of weird. But hey, they were worshiping. I was never drawn to want to join in, but I had to ask myself, why not? Um, I mean, dancing is a normal part of our emotions. Uh, David danced before the Lord without clothes on, too. Um, not suggesting that at all. There are limits uh, to what we do, uh, but... Um, The point is that there shouldn't be any inhibition among us when it comes to the Lord and with each other. I mean, you're not on TV. There's not like a ton of new people here every week that are going to think that you're absolutely crazy. Um, it, it, a little bit more emotion is really okay. If it starts to get out of hand, we'll address that. But we don't have that problem. Um, you know, the whole, like, what, what about people coming in and, and thinking that you're all crazy? Yeah, I don't think that that's what's going on. If you're missing emotion, uh, maybe, maybe it's not a personality thing. Uh, or, or maybe there's not really anything wrong with your emotions. Maybe it's actually a theological problem. Here's what I mean. Uh, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. The four is the why. Why I'm singing to the Lord. Because he's great. Because he's greatly to be praised. Because he is to be feared above all other gods. I understand that, the psalmist says. I know that. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. He's calling out the lie that we worship the other six days of the week. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. He's saying true things about God, things that he knows about God. And he's saying, that's why I sing. That fuels my singing. That fuels my worship. Um, worship is, is equal parts emotion and theology. It, we, we have to have knowledge of God to be able to know what we're singing. Otherwise, we're, we're just like being goofy. Um, and we're not any closer to, to genuine worship just because we're exercising some things that look um, worshipful, charismatic-like. Maybe we just need a better understanding of why he should be worshipped, why 
who he is and what he's done should actually move us. And that's what sermons are for. That's what Bible study is for. That's what uh, regular scripture reading is for. That's what having a discipleship kind of relationship with, with someone, with a more mature believer, is for, to talk about that stuff, to ask questions. There are, are things that we do and can do that we have access to that can help us to understand God in such a way that then we will be moved more by Him uh, in worship. We're able to say these things. We're able to, to um, respond in these ways. Now, I can't necessarily ask you to be more emotional in worship, in spite of what you probably have been hearing. Uh, I know I can't just, like, say, do that, and you're going to do it. Um, But I can tell you that if you're not, in somehow, some way, engaged at a heart level when we worship, then you might need to look at what else you're doing or you're not doing to truly get to know the Lord, to, to, to understand Him. I mean, look there. If you just like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I, it's just not in me. It's not, it's, I'm not moved to do anything like what you're talking about. I just want to sit and listen, and it's, it's okay, right? Well, maybe, but maybe there's a place that, that God wants to take you that's uncomfortable or a little scary, uh, and it's because you don't really understand him. You see, our emotions are things that we react to. If, if, uh, if, if somebody walked in this door right now uh, with, a, with a gun and started threatening us, we're going to be fearful. There's going to be a reaction. I mean, we're not going to think about, like, should I respond this way? Should I get on the floor? Should I scream? You know, like, it, there's going to be some kind of reaction, right? Um, you know, when my dad died, nobody had to tell me to cry. Like, it just comes out of you, right? Uh, those, that's what emotion is. If, if we know the truth of God about who he is and, and what he's done, when, we, when we're in touch with that, it's just going to flow. It's just going to come out. Getting to know him. Being eager to learn. Asking more questions about him. Uh, let that take you somewhere. Let that stir you. And I also want to say, please be careful about constructing an idol. Like kind of setting up, you know, this is who I think God is. This is what I want him to be. Because when you, when you make that idol, you're the one that gets to say how that idol is worshipped. You get to control that. And that's safer for us, right? We want to save God. We want to know all the ins and outs of like how this works. And so we oftentimes just kind of say, this is, this is what my God's going to look like. And this, then consequently, that means you get to say how he's going to worship. But if you're just like, I surrender, if you're just totally humble before him, then he's going to show you who he is. You may not always like it. It may shatter your misconceptions about him. It may cause you to have to change the way that you live and act and think dramatically. But it's going to be true, and it's going to be right. And then out of that, worship can happen. 
getting to know God really, truly, um, requires that you give yourself completely to that end. That you don't hold anything back. That you do truly surrender. If, if you say God is love, that's great. He is. But is it your definition of what love is? Or do you really know what God's love looks like? And then if it's your definition and you're trying to worship, well, no wonder you can't really say those things and sing those things and be connected from a heart level because you're not thinking that that's love or you're not connecting with God in surrender and humility. And the great news is, yes, we can't like fully know everything about God. I mean, that's what the unfolding of eternity is going to be. But we can know enough about Him to truly worship Him. He's promised us that. And then closing out uh, uh, the psalm here, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name, bring an offering and come into His courts, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness, tremble before Him all the earth. That's, those are commands. Those are things we're told to do as worshipers, as followers of Jesus. It's what we're created for, to reflect back God's glory to Him, to say and to to, to uh, extol his greatness. And I want you to think about this. Worship is the only thing that we do as followers of Jesus. The only thing that we do that is truly an end unto itself. We, we already looked at from the Sermon on the Mount when I preached two weeks ago that teaching is not the end. Teaching is to move us to some kind of action. Don't just listen, but do. Uh, any Bible studies, calm groups, uh, to, to move us toward some kind of action. Uh, fellowship, the Bible talks about, is, is there uh, among you guys so that you can spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Worship's the only thing that we do that, that we either do it or we don't. Like, yes, it does do things in us that make us want to go do things. Okay? I'm not saying that, that doesn't happen, but that's not the purpose of worship. The purpose of worship is to reflect God's glory back to Him. And so when we come together, we're either accomplishing that or we're not. We're either wasting our time or we're in it with God, full throttle. That's the mentality that we should have when we come together. You can do. I mean, you can apply this to worshiping on your own as well. But I mean, there's there's something um, that needs to happen among us uh, corporately that we call worship. And all I'm asking is for you to examine your heart and for me to examine mine. Um, just. Ask yourself, am I allowing myself to, to feel anything towards God when I sing, when I worship? And if not, talk about why you don't want to do that with somebody. Maybe it, God is like 
not letting you worship because there's something else that's going on. Maybe it has to do with somebody else in the room that things need to be made right with. And, and he's not going to let you worship until that relationship is restored. That can be very real for us. And that's what's going to happen in a family, right? We're going to have conflict and disagreements. God wants to force us into uh, the resolution of that thing for his glory, for our unity. Because we're saying when we come together, we're singing in unison. We're singing together. Are we? Maybe not. Well, let's get it right. Let's do it. We want to be able to sing in unity. Um, and then just ask yourself, do I have other emotional experiences with God? I mean, maybe, maybe it just really, for a variety of reasons, isn't happening for you. But is there anything that's happening between you and God? Like, is, is there any emotional kind of relationship that you have with the Lord? Or is it all just up here? If it is, then great. I mean, if you've got that. But, um, but I just want to encourage you to bring that. Because you're probably somebody that needs to be leading the rest of us in some ways. And if you don't feel anything to, toward God, absolutely, we want you to be honest about that. We, this is a safe place to be vulnerable about that. But that's not the place that God wants you to, to camp out on, to land. He wants to move you to be able to, to truly worship Him. So talk about that um, and, and, and let it be part of your journey and let it unfold with the Lord and with us. So as we go, I want you to think about your time uh, of worship next week. Uh, I want you to already be looking toward 4.30 uh, next Sunday. Uh, it, put it on your calendar like a date, um, like, a, like a concert, like, like something that you're going to plan to make sure that nothing else conflicts with that. Uh, and that you're going to really... Look forward to being with the Lord and with God's people. And I want you to think about just throughout the week, how can, how can that be better? Because see, the other thing about worship is it's the only thing that we do 100% together. Like, we're not doing this together. I mean, we are in some ways right now. But I'm doing something. You're doing something different. Worship, we're doing this together. We're all singing the same things. It's the only thing that we have that we've designated to say, this is what we're going to do together. When I say worship, I also mean communion and prayers and stuff like that. But, um, but we're doing different things the rest of the week. Even our calm groups are different in how we're uh, communing with God and with each other. But worship, we've set aside this time to do it together. Um, how can I, what can I bring to make it better? I'm... I'm an active participant in worship. I have a responsibility as a member of the body of Christ, as a member specifically of this local body, uh, in, in, from 4.30 to, to 6, to engage my heart. I can't necessarily expect that I'm just going to be able to flick the switch just because I walk in those doors. It's got to take some preparation. It's got to take some thought. Um, so... Uh, Let's, uh, let's take that seriously, um, and let's begin to prepare uh, for next week. Jesus, thank you 
that you are uh, all of these things that we sang about today and so, so much more. And God, we need you, Holy Spirit, um, to stir within us. Some of us, this just doesn't come naturally. Some of us have grown up in churches where uh, we're more conditioned on hiding our emotions than, than displaying them. Uh, and, and I pray that you will help us to approach this whole subject uh, in a very true and right and um, both heartfelt and deeply theological manner so that it is not emotion for the sake of emotion, um, so that it is not us trying to, uh, to do something that we shouldn't be doing, but to, to just properly respond and be, feel the complete freedom to respond to you in the way that you desire. We want to connect with your heart, God. Break ours to do that if you need to. Prepare us. Make us your people this week, expectant and anxious to come together to sing your praises. Amen.